If you've ever had the feeling that things were hopeless, hold on. You may feel you're facing an impossible situation, but the Bible says God is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Now, hope comes from having a purpose. Hope is as essential to your life as air or water, and wonderful changes are going to happen in your life as you begin to live it on purpose. God says, I know what I'm planning for you. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you a hope and a good future. I'm Rick Warren, and this is Daily Hope. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we continue in a series called The Invisible War with Winning the Battle Inside Me, Part 2, taken from the Book of Romans. Here's Rick. Let's just admit it. Sin is fun. It is. It's fun. In fact, nobody would do it if it was a bummer. In fact, even the Bible says it. The Bible says in Hebrews, it says, there is pleasure in sin for a short time. There's pleasure in sin for a while, in the short term. There's pleasure in sin for a season, but then you're gonna have the consequences. Everything has a consequence. And if you have your kicks, you're gonna have your kickbacks. In other words, it's a whole lot of fun to go out and buy a whole bunch of new things on a credit card, but then you gotta pay for it. Okay, it's one thing to go out and have a lot of fun and eat a whole lot of food, and then you gotta pay for it with indigestion or overweight. You know, it, it, it's one thing to stay up late all night and party all night, have a great time, but you're gonna pay for it the next day. You can go out and get drunk, but then you're gonna have the hangover. There is always a consequence to everything we do, and every kick has a kick back. And so he's saying, you know, uh, the sin is fun, there's no doubt about it. But there's always a, a payoff for it that is not worth the short term pleasure. He says we get compulsions and addictions. The fourth thing that happens, when I don't know how to fight the battle, then I keep losing, and along comes, number four, self-condemnation. I know some of you have gotten really good at this. You're a pro at putting yourself down. You're a pro at condemning yourself. And because you keep stumbling in the same area over and over and over, I still lose my temper. I still say those mean things. I still have those thoughts. I still do. And you start going, I'm no good. I'm worthless, I'm junk. Why should I call myself a Christian? God must hate me, God's mad at me, blah, 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 and all those other things. And you start condemning yourself. That's the inevitable sign that you're in this spiritual battle. Verse 18, Paul says, I know I'm rotten inside as far as my old sinful nature is concerned. Now, who told him that? He's telling himself that. He's saying, He's putting himself down. He's condemning himself. And that is a mark of when you have habitual areas that you keep falling in over and over. I want to keep, how many resolutions have you made that you didn't keep? A lot. And then you start putting yourself down and there's do the self-condemnation. That leads to number five, frustration. And this is a mark of a Christian trying to live on their own power instead of God's power. You get frustrated. Paul says this in the next verse, verse 18. He says, you know, no matter which way I turn, I can't make myself do right. 
I want to, but I can't. When I want to do good, I don't. And when I try not to do wrong, I do it anyway. Now, if I'm doing what I don't want to do, it's plain where the trouble is. Sin has me in its evil grasp. Now, the Bible calls this the law of sin. And the law of sin is the spiritual counterpart to the physical law of gravity. They both pull you down. Gravity pulls you down. Gravity loads you down. Gravity actually ages you because it's wearing on on your body. And as I said last week, if you're down there and I'm up here, it's always easier for you to pull me down than for you, me to pull you up. This is the law of gravity in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm, it is the law of sin, which means it's always easier to be pulled down and do the wrong thing than it is to be pulled up and do the right thing. Happens all the time. And, and that law is trying to keep you down. Now, let's say I want to ignore the law of gravity. And I say, I'm going to fly. I'm going to be the first human being to fly. So I go out and I start flapping my wings. You know, my hands up and down. I can flap as hard as I want, as long as I want. I'm never getting off the ground. Why? Because the law of gravity is stronger than my human ability to fly. The same is true in a spiritual realm. When I try to do the right thing simply by willpower, I'm just flapping my wings. I'm not going to get off the ground. I may get off the ground for a week or two weeks or three weeks or a month, and then after a while, I'm going off the Daniel plan. Or I'm going back to my smoking. Or I'm going back to my pornography. Or I'm going back to yelling at the kids. Or I, and, and, and when I try to change by willpower, I pretty soon get tired and I give up and I stop flapping. You're not gonna beat the law of gravity physically and you're not gonna beat the law of sin spiritually. It's gonna cause frustration in your life. And Paul says, I am so frustrated. Let me read you a great theological piece by Arnold LaBelle. Now, actually, he's not a theologian. He's a children's book writer. And uh, when my kids were little, if you've ever had preschools, you probably know the series of books called Frog and Toad Together. And I used to read them to my kids, and one of my favorite stories to my kids was this story called Cookies. Frog and Toad. Toad baked some cookies. These cookies smell really good, said Toad. And he ate one, and they tasted even better, he said. So Toad ran over to Frog's house. Frog, Frog, cried Toad, taste these cookies that I've made. Frog ate one of the cookies. These are the best cookies I have ever eaten, said Frog. So Frog and Toad ate many, many cookies, one after another. You know, Toad, said Frog, with his mouth full, I think we should stop eating. We will soon be sick. You are right, said Toad. Let us eat one last cookie. And then we will stop. So Frog and Toad ate one last cookie. But there were very many cookies still left in the bowl. Frog said, Toad, let us eat one very last cookie. (laughs) And then we will stop eating cookies. Frog and Toad ate one very last cookie. We must stop eating, cried Toad, as he ate another. (laughs) Yes, said Frog, reaching for a cookie. 
We need willpower. What is willpower, asked Toad. Frog said, willpower is trying hard not to do something that you really want to do. You mean like trying not to eat all these cookies, asked Toad? Right, said Frog. So Frog put the cookies in a box. There, said Frog, now we will not eat any more cookies. But we can open the box, said Toad. (laughs) This is true. So Frog tied some string around the box. There, he said, now we will not eat any more cookies. Toad said, but we can cut the string and open the box. That is true, said Frog. So Frog got a ladder and he put the box up high on a shelf. There, said Frog, now we will not eat any more cookies. But Toad said, we can climb the ladder and take the box down from the shelf and cut the string and open the box. That is true, said Frog. So Frog climbed up the ladder and he took the box down from the shelf and he cut the string and he opened the box and Frog took the box outside and threw all of the cookies out and he shouted in a loud voice, hey birds, hey birds, here are free cookies. Birds came from everywhere. They picked up all the cookies in their beaks and they flew away. Now we have no more cookies, said Frog, but we have lots and lots of willpower. You may keep it all, frog, said Toad. I'm going home now to bake a cake. (laughs) The great theology of frog and toad. Now, how many times have you played frog and toad with something you thought, I'm not going to do it anymore, I'm not going to do it anymore, I'm not going to do it anymore, and then you do it. This is the frustration And it always leads to number six, which is discouragement and despair. Paul gets so discouraged from this war going on inside him. And he says, it seems to be a fact of life. In other words, I'm I'm giving up on this. Seems to be a fact of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. And in my mind, notice this is a mental battle. The battle's going on in your mind. In my mind, I want to be God's willing servant, but instead I find myself still enslaved to sin. He said, I feel like giving up. I'm in a battle and I'm losing. And I'm feeling hopeless. And it causes these six things in my life. That's Rick Warren with Winning the Battle Inside Me from the series The Invisible War. Hey, there's more real hope ahead, so stay tuned. Pastor Rick has served the church locally, nationally, and internationally for more than 30 years. He's the author of many books, including The Purpose Driven Life. If you've been helped through Rick's ministry, he'd love to hear your story. So please connect with us through the Daily Hope website at rickwarren.org or just call us 1-800-600-5004. That's rickwarren.org or call us 1-800-600-5004. In a moment, Daily Hope with Rick Warren returns. Why am I alive? Does my life really matter? 
Have you ever asked yourself these questions or ever wondered about the answers? In his newly expanded book, The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? Pastor Rick Warren has updated this best-selling book with 30 additional hours of teaching, including video chapter introductions, audio lessons, and two brand new chapters. And right now, for a gift of any amount to this daily radio ministry, you can get a copy of this new hardback book. Visit us today at rickwarren.org. Once again, here's Pastor Rick. Next, Paul discusses not the cost of the battle, but the cause. And what is the cause of this battle that's going on in you? You Write this down. The reason is I have two natures. You actually have two natures inside of you. You have your old nature, which you were born with, and you have the new nature that was given to you when you trusted in Christ, when you were born again, when you became a believer. And this new nature wants to do the right thing, but you still have the old nature inside of you. And these two natures are in constant conflict with each other, and that's the cause of the battle. You have two natures, not one, two natures inside of you. In verse 21, Paul says this, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned, but there's something else deep within me. My lower nature, that's my old nature. The Bible often calls it my flesh, or it calls it my carnal self, or calls it the old man. These are synonyms for the old nature. There's something else deep within me, my lower nature, that is at war with my mind and wins the fight and makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Now, even though I'm a Christian, My old nature is still alive. And I hate to tell you this, but you're gonna live with it the rest of your life. You don't get rid of your old nature until you go to heaven. When you became a follower of Christ, he gave you a new nature and a new ability to do the right thing, but that's at war with the old you. And sometimes you feel like, I feel like there's two me's inside of me. I heard about an old Indian chief who was a Christian, and he was trying to explain this war between the new natures. Uh, to his son, he said, it's like two dogs in my mind in battle together. There's a good dog and there's a bad dog and they're fighting it out. And and the young son said, "Uh, well, dad, which one wins? He said, whichever dog I feed the most. And that's gonna be true in your life. Whether you feed your old nature or feed your new nature. But even though I'm a believer, And I've walked with the Lord for a long time. I still have my old nature in me, which wants to be prideful, which wants to be self-centered, which wants to gossip, to lie or steal or make myself better or, you know, exaggerate or whatever. That old nature is still there. And and the lust and the gossip and the lie and all, all that stuff's there. Now, let me tell you why the problem is your problem. Because willpower is not enough to defeat your old nature. And if you think that you can change simply by wanting to change or by learning about change, it isn't going to happen. It'll happen for a little while, but then you're going to get tired and you're going to stop flapping. Knowing what to do is not enough to change you. If it was, I would never have to repeat a sermon topic. You'd get it, you'd change in that area, and then we'd just go on to something else. But just because you know the right thing to do does not mean you do it. The next verse says this. So you see how it is, Paul says. My new life tells me to do right, 
But my old nature that's still inside me loves to sin. Oh, what a terrible predicament I'm in. Circle that phrase, terrible predicament. In, in the original Greek, it literally means the exhaustion of hard work. It means being worn out after an intense battle. It means you're out of energy. You're wiped out. You're fatigued. You're frustrated. You feel like a failure. It's Paul's cry of agony. says, I need relief. I need help. Now, this is not a pretty picture. Romans 7 is the picture of a defeated, struggling Christian. And finally, he falls on his face and out of exhaustion. And Paul goes, what's the cure? And then he tells us. And he says, God's battle plan for victory. And he tells us what the plan is. Now, this plan is all in chapter 8. And we're going to cover all of that next week. And I can't share it all in one, one week because it's too much material. But let me get you started on a couple of advanced steps on how you start to win the battle going on inside you. You do three things initially, and then we'll cover all of the material next week. The first thing I need to do, God's battle plan for winning the battle inside me, is I must deepen my understanding of Christ. Now you already know Christ. It's you've got to deepen your understanding of Christ and what he did for you on the cross. Now, we're not talking about being an unbeliever here. You're, you're a believer. Paul is a believer here. Jesus is already in you. In fact, that's why you have this battle. If you weren't a Christian, you wouldn't have this battle. Why? Because you'd only have one nature. And if you only got one nature, your old nature, you just go ahead and do whatever you please and do the wrong thing and you don't even care about it. So a non-believer does not have this battle going on in them because they don't have the good nature battling with the old nature. They just got the old nature that says, do whatever you want to do. So the fact that you've got Jesus in you uh, is what's causing the battle. But having Christ in you is not enough. He doesn't just want to be resident in your life. He wants to be president in your life. He, he doesn't want to just take up space. He wants to be in charge. He wants to be the Lord of your life. What does that mean, Lord? It means he's the CEO. He's the boss. He's calling the shots. He's, he's the chairman of the board. He wants you to put a sign over you that says, under new management. That's what it means to have Jesus as the president of your life. And under new management. But the first step is I have to deepen my understanding of Jesus Christ. I, he's in my life, but I gotta know more about him. Romans 7, verse 24 and 25. Who will free me from this life? Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin? Thank God, the answer is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now I want you to circle the phrase dominated by sin. This is an amazing uh, phrase here. In the original Greek, it is literally, who will free me from this body of death? This body of death. And Paul is giving a striking illustration here that you wouldn't understand unless you knew what was going on in the Roman Empire. Because in those days, one of the punishments for murdering somebody was sometimes they would chain the body of the person you murdered to you. And you had to walk around with that person until they decayed and fell off. And instead of putting you in jail, they would 
chain the person you murdered and took their life and that body of death would be chained to you. Which means everywhere you go, you're carrying around the memory of your sin. And you wake up each morning and the stench is unbearable. And wherever you go, you have to drag that body with you. That's the phrase Paul is using here in the Greek when he says, who's gonna free me from this body of death? That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In just a moment, he's gonna wrap up today with a critical key to winning the battle inside you. But first, I wanna tell you about the Daily Hope website, rickwarren.org. Log on today. At that site, you'll get the entire message you heard today. You can get message notes, sign up for Rick's Daily Hope devotional. You can even access all of Rick's social media links there too. So log on now, rickwarren.org. Please don't forget, Rick really does want to know how today's lesson or his books or another resource has helped you in your walk with Christ. So visit us today at rickwarren.org. And now we have a special book for you for a gift of any amount. And that's to thank you for your financial support of Daily Hope. It's Rick Warren's New York Times bestselling book, The Purpose Driven Life. In this newly expanded book, Rick shares that when battling the invisible war, your starting place must be with God and His eternal purposes for your life. And if you understand your purpose, it leads to healing and empowers you to fight the good fight. So go ahead and give us a call to request your hardback copy of The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For Today? 1-800-600-5004. Number once again is 800-600-5004. As Christians, we're born again with a new nature through the Holy Spirit. But still residing in us is our old sin nature, what the Apostle Paul calls our flesh. The flesh wants to do what's wrong in spite of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, Paul understood this struggle. He says, I love to do God's will as far as my new nature is concerned, but there's something deep within me in my lower nature that is war with my mind and it wins the fight and makes me a slave to the sin that is within me. In fact, Paul reached a point in his walk with God where he was so totally exhausted because of the intense war going on inside him. He says, so you see how it is. In my new nature, it tells me what's right to do. But my old nature that's still inside me still loves to sin. Oh, what a terrible predicament. Amen. Can you identify with that? See, ultimately, Paul's testimony offers us encouragement as we fight that same battle. Paul says, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin? Thank God. The answer is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's Romans chapter 7. And you know what? Jesus will help you win the battle that you're facing, the one that's raging inside you. I'm Rick with this word of encouragement. Be sure to join me next time as we look into God's word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you. Why am I alive? Does my life really matter? What on earth am I here for? 
Have you ever asked yourself these questions or wondered about the answers? In his newly expanded book, The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? Pastor Rick Warren has updated this best-selling book with 30 additional hours of teaching, including video chapter introductions, audio lessons, and two brand new chapters. This Christ-centered book is a must-have for anyone struggling to find their place in this world and ultimately in God's plan. And in launching this new ministry, we'd love for you to have a new hardback copy of this book for a gift of any amount in support of this ministry. We deeply appreciate the opportunity to bring hope from God's Word to you, people in your community, and across the country. Again, that's the new hardback book, The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? for a gift of any amount. So call today, 800-600-5004, 800-600-5004, or visit rickwarren.org. 